0: four steps to critique your own podcast welcome to the audacity to podcast episode 295 Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel G. Lewis, and this is the award-winning, in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passion and finding success. One of the things I do inside Podcaster Society that I really enjoy doing and the members really enjoy and they benefit greatly from— is a regular podcast evaluation. This is where we, by random selection, take one of the podcasts from one of the members and they've submitted some information, a particular episode for evaluation. And then we as a community listen to their episode, look at their website, their RSS feed, their iTunes listing, all kinds of things like that and give them constructive criticism on how they can improve their podcast. It's a lot of fun and beneficial for all of the members, not only that one member who's getting their podcast evaluated, but the other members benefit too because they can realize, oh, that's something that I'm doing on my podcast too that maybe I should stop doing, or, oh, that's a good idea. I should use that on my podcast and see how that works as well. So if you're interested in that, having your podcast evaluated, and getting all of the other great benefits by being a member, training, education, accountability, and much more, go to podcastersociety.com and join over there and I'd love to help you in Podcaster Society. I want to teach you the basics for how you can critique your own podcast. I have four steps for you. Number one, save your podcast for later. Number two, consume your podcast like the audience does. Number three, critique your podcast as if it's someone else's. And number four, check the tech. If you'd like to follow along with the show notes for this episode, number 295, then go to com slash critique. That's C-R-I-T-I-Q-U-E. Let's get into this in depth. Number one, save your podcast for later. I think it's really important to add some distance between yourself and and the podcast episode you want to evaluate this could be something that you evaluate on a regular basis you re-evaluate every single episode and critique how you're doing along the way i think the longer you wait the more you will have changed from the you that you were when you recorded that episode and the more likely you'll no longer have the information fresh on your mind Thus, when you consume the podcast later, your perspective can be fresh enough that you have no context for the content that you're sharing in the podcast. With that fresh perspective and no context, you can then see how well your podcast stands alone. How well does it communicate? And you'll have forgotten what you were thinking on certain things. So then you'll be able to know whether something actually made sense because you've forgotten what you were thinking behind the scenes. This is number one. Save your podcast for later. I recommend maybe a month. It could be shorter than that. could be longer than that. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, then this could be even sooner that you listen to your own podcast back again in order to critique it. This doesn't have to be an ongoing thing. This may be simply something you use to practice. It could be a sample episode of anything you randomly select that you've done. Or it could be a specific episode that you want to go back and really critique yourself on how well did I handle that particular content in that particular episode. So number one, save your podcast for later. Number two, consume your podcast like the audience does. To help put you in the place of your audience, consider the classic five W's and an H. Who, what, when, where, how, and why. Look at it this way. Who is consuming your podcast? Are they working guys in their 20s? Are they stay-at-home moms? Are they seniors with limited technology? Are they tech-savvy? Are they new to technology? Are they marketers? Are they entrepreneurs? Are they kids? Who is consuming your podcast? And then what other podcasts might your audience be comparing yours to? Look at what else is going on in your niche whatever that niche is, there is probably maybe another podcast in that niche. Although there are some really hyper niches right now or for my friends in the United Kingdom niche, there are some niches that have very few podcasts or maybe only one podcast in them. So if you're in that niche, congratulations, someday you will have competition. When you listen to some of the other podcasts in your niche, Think about what would compel someone to listen to your podcast or trust you and what you say more than the other podcasters in your same niche. This doesn't have to be about competition, but it is about seeing, are you keeping up? Not keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing, but are you providing value to your audience? Or are you maybe saying the same things that everyone else is saying and the only thing that's different is it's coming from your mouth. No new information, no extra value. Are you giving a different perspective? Are you being authentic? Or do you find yourself imitating what other people are doing? And it really comes down to what does your audience think about your podcast compared to the others? What other podcasts might they be consuming? And how can you make yours stand out? Then the third one is when. Is your audience consuming your podcast? Do they consume your podcast before your next episode comes out? Do they wait several weeks? Does it take them a while to get around to your podcast? Do they consume the podcast during the week? Do they consume it on a weekend? Is it in the morning? Is it in the evening? Is it in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. when they're waking up to feed their newborn, like I sometimes do? Is it some other time of the day? When your audience is consuming your podcast can affect how well they'll be able to consume it. Let's take the example of doing a podcast about a TV show that has a new episode every week. And so you do a podcast episode about the TV show episode every week as well. If you release that episode too late in the week, then your audience may not have enough time to consume that episode before they watch the next episode of the TV show. And thus what could happen is they consume your episode after they've already seen the next episode. So then what you say in your episode makes you sound stupid because they realize, wow, I've got all of this new information that was revealed in the TV show, and that's what they thought? Oh, this sounds horrible. Try to follow along with when your audience is consuming your podcast. There are many other ways that the timing relates to things. And if you're wondering about the perfect time to release your podcast, there isn't really one. There are a lot of things to consider, like... The timeliness with the weekend or timeliness of events and other things like that. The other thing to consider with when your audience is consuming your podcast is if you have to mention anything that is date specific, like something coming up or something that just happened, are they going to be able to take action on what you're saying? For example, I recorded my previous episode of the Audacity to Podcast on World Radio Day. And on that day, Hindenburg, the company that makes Hindenburg Journalist and several other versions of it, was doing an amazing sale on Hindenburg Journalist that you could get it for only $1.90. Now, if I'd come to you in the podcast and said, today only, Hindenburg Journalist is available for $1.90, that might have made sense for me to say it because I was recording on that day. But it wouldn't have made sense for you because... I don't publish the episode until the next day. So by the time I publish the episode, what I say in there about do this today is no longer applicable. And why even waste the time to say this is available when it's no longer available? Similarly, for things that are coming in the future, if I tell you this Friday this thing is going to happen, how likely is it that you have listened to the episode before that Friday comes? So if ever you have to refer to something in the future, make sure you're using an absolute date so that people can know whether that thing has already come and gone or if it's still upcoming. Think about when is your audience consuming your podcast. Also think about where is your audience consuming your podcast? Are they consuming it in the car while they're commuting? Are they consuming it while they're working, while they're relaxing? Are there distractions? Are they in a noisy environment? Are they in a quiet environment? Where are they? when they're consuming your podcast consider how is your audience consuming your podcast are they wearing headphones or earbuds are they on a high speed internet connection so they can download the whole thing are they on mobile data are they listening at high speed like double speed or smart speed or something like that are they listening on a computer or through a mobile device and most importantly think about why is your audience consuming your podcast what profit is in it for them And profit doesn't mean money all the time. It can mean other things. What are they going to get from your podcast? Why are they listening to your podcast? What's their reason? Are they listening to your podcast because they want to be entertained? Are they listening because they want to be inspired? Are they listening because they want to be educated? Are they listening because they want and expect information about a certain topic? Why are they listening? When you think about these things... Who, what, when, where, how, and why. You may not have the answers to all of these things. So, to get the exact information, you may need to survey your audience, but some of these things you could assume about them and then put yourself in that similar place. Listen to your own podcast in the car, listen to your own podcast at high speed. Ask yourself, why would I listen to this podcast? Or what other podcasts are in the industry? Check them out consider these things, consume your podcast the same way that your audience does. And then when you have their perspective, you can start to understand better what you're doing well and what you're not doing so well. You can understand things like if you listen to your episode at a certain time and realize, wow, this really isn't relevant anymore because I published these episodes way too late, or I discovered the information way too late, or maybe you consider a where situation, like your podcast is an unexplicit podcast or a not safe for work podcast. Well, then can you really expect people to listen to it while they're at work? Maybe, maybe not. And they probably wouldn't listen to it over speakers as well, because if they have family around or kids, especially, they might not be as comfortable letting that come through the speakers. Think about these different things. And these can give you Little points of inspiration for where you can improve your podcast, things that you can do. To get extremely practical here, as podcasters, we often obsess over audio quality, and there are things that you will hear while you're recording your podcast that your audience may not hear because the microphone may not even pick it up, let alone your audience hear it wherever they're listening. For example, where I am right now, I hear traffic from a local major interstate outside of my window. But the microphone only picks it up when there's a really loud truck that passes by and goes I mean, that, that is really what it sounds like. The microphone will pick that up, yes. But if I'm talking in the meantime, you might not notice it. It could sound like my chair squeaking. It could sound like my stomach growling. It could sound like I bumped something. But if you listen to that same audio when you are in traffic, you might not even notice the background. So if it's background hiss, a noise in the background, your neighbors mowing their yard, things like that, your audience may not hear it at all because of where they are listening to the podcast. So then you can know it's not really so important for me to obsess over removing all of the background noise, maybe simply reduce it so it's not overly distracting but I don't need to completely remove it or that sound that you feel like you need to make a comment on. Oh, sorry, such and such is happening outside. Your audience may not have even heard that. So why even bother apologizing for it? You can discover these things when you put yourself in the place of your audience. And this is much easier to do if you go back to number one, and that is save your podcast for later. Don't consume it immediately. Consume it later. Subscribe to your own podcast And listen to those episodes later when you would normally listen to podcast episodes. And there can be all kinds of fun things you can discover, some challenging things as well. And I'm kind of bouncing around this concept that you hear people refer to often in creating content for an audience. The word avatar is often used in conversations here. As a technical thing here, an important distinction is What most people mean when they say your avatar is actually that they should be saying your audience's avatar because you want a representation of your audience, that is their avatar, and not a representation of yourself, which would be actually your avatar. See, your avatar is a representation of you. Your audience's avatar is a representation of them. So what you're essentially trying to do with the second tip Consume your podcast like the audience does. Figure out what your audience is like. Assume their avatar. You become their avatar. And consume your podcast and see what kinds of things stand out to you as needing help for improvement or what kinds of things stand out as you're doing this really well. And it's okay to pat yourself on the back. Just don't brag about certain things. But if you listen to something and you realize, boy, that that really came across well. Or man, that story was so funny. Or wow, I totally nailed that inspiration. I feel like crying right now just hearing it. And I'm the one who told the story. It's okay to recognize those things and do recognize those things. Take note of them. Because when you place yourself in the audience's place, then you can learn better how to make your podcast appeal to them and reach them where they are and give them what they need and why they're coming to your podcast. So that's number two consume your podcast like the audience does. Number three, critique your podcast as if it's someone else's. I'm getting ready for my upcoming 300th episode celebration which is really cool. It's it's exciting to reach that big milestone of 300 episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. Also, in this same year, a couple months from now, I'll be celebrating 10 years of podcasting. So I've got something else really fun and special planned for that. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be I, I won't tell you now, but for the 300th episode, what I'm doing is I want you to go back and listen to the first episode of the Audacity podcast and critique that podcast. Because I'm no longer that podcaster. And if you've been podcasting for a while, you're no longer the same podcaster that you were back in your episode one. And when you're critiquing your podcast, do approach it as if it's someone else's. What I discovered when I listened to my first episode of the Audacity to Podcast is that (laughs) I sounded horrible and it had so many items in it that annoyed me and I realized wow these annoy me just like this other podcast I recently unsubscribed from where I wasn't getting any value and I was complaining in my mind about these certain aspects of this podcast I was making those same mistakes back then. And I know it's often said that we are our own worst critics, but at the same time, I also think our pride often makes us too gentle on ourselves. So here's some ways that you can help improve that perspective when you're looking at your podcast as if it's someone else's podcast. If you've ever received negative criticism, it can really inspire a, a useful perspective for critiquing your own podcast. For example, if someone says that your information isn't helpful, then imagine you don't know anything about the subject and then try to learn about that subject from yourself. And that is from your old self, what you recorded in the podcast. And see, can you follow the steps that you describe? Can you understand this issue in the way that you shared in that episode? In a way, a critical perspective is similar to how you listen to and look for things to edit with your podcast episodes. But critiquing is a bit broader than that. Instead of merely looking at the small details, look at the overall message. For example, instead of counting your ums and uhs and other verbal crutches like that and trying to edit them out, because your audience isn't going to be doing that, most likely they won't be sitting there saying, oh, there's one, there's two, there are three, there are four, five, six, seven, eight. They won't do that. But what your audience will listen for and that makes a bigger impact is how easy it is to follow and understand the idea being shared. So listen for that when you're critiquing your podcast as if it's someone else's. Or consider how much you talk about yourself instead of providing value to others. If you were listening to someone else talk about themselves as much as you talked about yourself, would you enjoy that? Probably not. It's kind of like someone performing a piano piece. People in the audience aren't listening to make sure the person playing the piano hits every single note exactly the right way that they're supposed to. The audience probably doesn't even know exactly what notes are supposed to be played. Yes, they may know the general flow of the song. They may be familiar with it in some way. And especially some of the musicians in the audience may know the song by heart and may know exact notes. But even then, people aren't listening to make sure you do it right. They're listening to get something from it. With your podcast, it's the same way. They listen to understand, to be inspired, to be educated, to be entertained. Something that may even help you get the right perspective is if you listen to an episode of a podcast that annoys you, someone else's podcast, because it can get you in a certain mindset of annoyance even if it's in a different niche from yours. Be careful here because that frustration can fuel negativity. So this is not the time to then get on social media and start complaining about things. This is the time then to turn back to your own content and start critiquing yourself instead of attacking others. And what would you see that you're doing wrong if you were annoyed with the podcast you were listening to and it being your own podcast? This is number three, critique your podcast as if it's someone else's. And number four, check the tech. Podcasting is a combination of all kinds of technology, and there is a lot that could go wrong. So it's easy to imagine how people can be overwhelmed, and thus, at least from my perspective as a podcasting consultant and trainer and such, I think that's why I see many people make poor decisions. They get overwhelmed, they hear someone say, oh, you should do this thing, and they go with that many times blindly not realizing that that's the bad decision or maybe they don't know all their options regardless when you're looking at your own podcast check the different audience affecting pieces of your technology and it is important that's the audience affecting pieces not every piece of your technology but what actually affects the experience for your audience so here are some examples volume levels this is a big one within a single episode Can you and your other participants be heard well enough? Are you the same volume as your guest or your co-host or your music or sound clips or anything like that? What about across different episodes? If someone plays episode one and then plays episode two, are they the same volume as each other? And also compare your podcast episodes to other podcast episodes. Are they the same volume level or does your audience have to adjust their volume on their playback device when they switch podcast episodes? This is why I'm a really big proponent of the proposed loudness standards for podcasts, and that is negative 16 luffs for stereo and negative 19 luffs for mono. If you go for that target, which is, it's a proposed standard, but I, I really feel like calling it the standard at this point for podcast volume levels. But if you go for that standard and everyone else is going for the same standard, then we'll have consistent volume across completely separate podcasts so that it's a much better experience for the audience. Then also think about sound quality. Is it easy to hear and understand what's being said? I know that we don't always have the ideal situation and we don't have a recording studio sometimes or the best microphone or or all of this other stuff that could be in our dreams to have to make our podcast sound amazing. Okay, so you don't have that. Can people hear you? And your guests and participants and can they understand what's being said if yes then your quality is good enough it's most important that they be able to hear and understand you can you get that by recording directly into your mobile device microphone like on your iphone or android phone yeah you actually can as long as you use it well and you're close enough to the microphone not too close not too far you're kind of in that sweet spot about six inches away or so then it can be very easy for people to hear and understand you but if you're on the other side of the room from your microphone there would be so much reverb by the time it gets back to your microphone that it could be very difficult to hear and understand And all kinds of other sounds are being picked up too because you're just as far from the microphone as your air conditioner is and as your computer fan is and as other things are from that microphone. So they're being picked up just as much as your voice is being picked up and therefore it's all mixing together and it can be hard to hear. And especially when people listen at higher speeds, then these kinds of quality issues can make it hard to understand what's being said. Like when I listen to the No Agenda podcast, a political podcast that shares things from all kinds of points of view. And by the way, a little disclaimer, it does contain profanity. So uh, if you want to avoid that, then don't check out the No Agenda podcast. But it's very easy to hear the co-hosts. Adam Curry, who, by the way, is the guy who helped found and create podcasting. So he is the podfather. But Adam Curry is the one recording in his studio. He sounds the best. And then his co-host... John C. Dvorak, is coming in through Skype most of the time. He has a good microphone, too, but he doesn't sound as good as Adam does. It's obvious he's coming in through Skype, and Skype is doing some compression, and certain other tools might do compression and leveling and certain things that affect the audio. That, yeah, reduces the sound quality, but it sounds good enough. I can understand both of them with no problems. Even when I listen on the Overcast app on my iPhone, and I'm listening at 2.25x with Smart Speed on, I can understand them just fine. But some of the sound clips that they play because of the way that those sound clips were recorded in certain settings, that microphone distance and technique and certain stuff like that issue, some of the sound clips, I can't understand what's going on. I can hear voices, but I can't understand what's being said because of the quality in it. So check that tech, your sound quality, and go back to these previous points Save your podcast for later. Consume your podcast like your audience does and critique your podcast as if it's someone else's when you're looking at your volume levels and your sound quality. Also look at compatibility. Does your podcast work in different players and apps? I see some people putting out video podcasts in certain formats that don't work on everything or even audio podcasts like M4A or what we used to call enhanced podcasts or enhanced AAC doesn't work on everything. And the features that you spend so much time putting into that audio may not even show up in some players. So you might be wasting time and it's possible you could be creating something that simply doesn't work in these devices. Or if you host your media files on a bad server or you use bad settings on your website or especially FeedBurner. Like the FeedBurner stats feature, turn that off. If you're going to use FeedBurner as much as possible, please turn off All of the features in FeedBurner, even the stats features, because especially the item download stats can mess up your media download links so that some apps can't download your files. Yikes. Also, think about your website. Does your website work on mobile devices? A couple years ago, we would talk about stuff like, oh, are you still using a Flash player? You need to stop using Flash. I think we're pretty much beyond that now. But there are other things to consider. Like if you have a giant subscribe button on your site and someone comes to your website on an Android device and that subscribe button is tied to iTunes, well, then it doesn't work well for them and they don't know how to subscribe. There are things you can do to make multiple subscription links, like I offer a WordPress plugin that helps you do that, and it will have some amazing improvements soon. I'd love to tell you about them, but that's coming up later. There are other things that you could do that can make your site work, like you can have a subscribe link that goes to different places depending on the technology someone is using. The main thing is, does it work on these different devices? You could borrow someone's device, you could consider buying a cheap version of one of these devices like an old iphone an old android phone you can run software on your computer that can emulate some of the features of these devices or find online emulators or ask someone else hey can you test this briefly for me to see if this works make sure that these things are compatible then the last part of checking the tech is your call to action process if you ask your audience to do something do it yourself first and maybe even on someone else's device. This can ensure that everything works along the way, that you're giving accurate instructions and maybe inspire ways that you can simplify the process or simplify your instructions. For example, right now, and this may be fixed later on by the time you're listening to this or some other time in the future, but right now there is a little bug with iTunes that if someone goes to iTunes on a desktop computer and they go to write a review for your podcast, And they're not logged in before they write that review. When they click the submit review button, it says, sorry, you have to log in. Then when they log in, that review that they wrote is gone. That could be one of the reasons you're missing reviews when people say, oh, I wrote a review for you and you can't see it in iTunes. You use mypodcastreviews.com and you don't see your review anywhere on there. But someone said, yeah, I wrote the review on iTunes. Or it could be this little bug, the login bug. That will be fixed someday, I'm sure of it. But try those things and then you can know to tell people, make sure you're logged in before you write your review or create an account and then write your review or other things like that. Check these different parts of your tech that affect your audience so that your podcast provides an optimal experience. Check your volume levels, the sound quality, the compatibility, and your call-to-action processes. These four things are the steps I use when I critique a podcast in Podcaster Society. Now, I get really in-depth with these things. I will look at ID3 tags and RSS features and iTunes listing and website SEO and a lot of other stuff like that. So if you're interested in a really thorough podcast evaluation then join Podcaster Society and submit your podcast for evaluation. You can go to podcastersociety.com to join. And a podcast evaluation is not the only cool thing that you get, but you get access to all kinds of cool features to ask experts for help. And we have experts coming into the society. I'll tell you more about that in a future episode. And there's a lot more exclusive discounts, tutorials, a great community for encouragement, challenge, support, accountability, and more. Check it out at podcasterssociety.com. I'd love to see you in to help you grow and improve the podcast you already have. And you must have a podcast before you join. And you must have already launched a podcast to iTunes before because we don't want to talk about how do you get an RSS feed? How do you get a microphone? How do you get a website? We're past those conversations. I can help you with that through the Audacity to Podcast. But in Podcaster Society, we're focused on helping you improve the podcast you have. So if you want a thorough podcast evaluation, check that out at podcastersociety.com. If you want to critique your own podcast, then follow these four steps from the slash critique. Number one, save your podcast for later. Number two, consume your podcast like the audience does. Number three, critique your podcast as if it's someone else's. And number four, check the tech. And to help you practice critiquing a podcast, check out the first episode of the Audacity to Podcast at com slash one. That's as in the number one. Listen to that episode. Write down some thoughts. Send them to me through the website or feedback at com. Critique that first episode and I'll share those critiques and my own critiques in my upcoming 300th episode. And this will be a way that you can learn ways that you can improve your podcast There will be some things that I will be laughing at. I might play some sound clips here and there on different things, but you can use that first episode as a means to practice critiquing, listening for these things, considering these things, and then learn to critique your own podcast as well. Before I go, special thanks to Jonah Tron from the United Kingdom for leaving a kind review for the Audacity Podcast in iTunes. Jonah didn't mention the name of his podcast, so I'm not able to link to it until he mentions it. So if he does, then I'll certainly link to it in the show notes. But in Jonah's review, he said a lot of really nice things. And you can read the full review. I have a link to it in the show notes for this episode. But here's an excerpt of it. He said, incredible resource. If only I'd found this podcast six months ago. I've just started podcasting a short time ago. I feel as though I have made every mistake there is to make along the way inadvertently going against some of the sensible and good advice that daniel has shared in this series but i'm a convert now i'm not sure i'll ever need the amount of detail he offers with his paid content but it's a testament to the guy that he puts out so much free content thank you very much jonah for that kind review in itunes He said a lot of other nice things. I didn't want to read all of this stuff that's like, Daniel's so amazing. Daniel's good. Because I don't want to toot my own horn too much there like that. But he did write a lot of other nice things. So you can click on the link in the show notes to read the full review. And if you want to get your own podcast reviews emailed to you automatically, then go to mypodcastreviews.com. I'm recording this the week of PodFest 2017, which is in Orlando, Florida. And... If you are listening to this before then, stop by, say hi, find me. I'll be on a panel down there. If you're listening to this after then, maybe we met. And if I met you down at PodFest, and this is the first episode you're hearing of the Audacity to Podcast, make sure you're subscribed to get a lot more podcasting tips to help you with your podcast. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, or your other favorite podcast apps. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from TheAudacityToPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.